Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. So, if you'll take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Luke chapter 11, today we're looking at verses 24 through 28. Luke chapter 11, verses 24 through 28. As we begin verse 24, Jesus is speaking and he says this, When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest and finding none. It says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. And as he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, as we move into today's passage, it's really important to recognize that this text is connected to the text that we looked at last Sunday. Last Sunday, we were in Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through 23. And together now with verses 24 through 28, uh, this makes a single package, even though I'm actually bringing it to you in two parts. In part one, we saw Jesus casting an evil spirit out of a man, and that evil spirit had caused the man to lose his ability to speak. Now, when the demon came out, we found that his speech returned. And the reaction of those who were witnessing this in the community that day was quite unusual. You'll recall that one group accused Jesus of doing the miracle in the power of Beelzebub, another name for Satan. And there was a second group in the crowd that day who asked for a greater miracle, one that would come down from the heavens that would prove to them that Jesus really was from God. Now, Jesus used not only logic, but also the authority of the scriptures to demonstrate that he was not an agent of Satan at all, but rather he was the Messiah that Israel had been waiting for. And he demonstrated that his works were being done, not in the power of Satan, but in the power of God. Now, after refuting their misguided thoughts, he then shared with them a parable, a parable that ultimately we understand was pitting the Messiah against Satan. And in that parable, it said that the Messiah would attack Satan, that he would strip him of his power, and that the Messiah would take souls captive, uh, take souls back who were captive in sin, and he would set them free to live in the light of a new kingdom. And after sharing that parable, he offered this warning about choosing sides. Uh, Jesus said that one is either with him or is against him, 
that there is no middle ground. Now that's where we were last Sunday. Part two today finds Jesus returning now to the issue of evil spirits and uh, the issue of the importance of hearing God's word and keeping it. So let's take time now to break this down and discover the applications that it has for us today. As we come to verses 24 through 26, I want you to keep in mind that what we're looking at here is a parable. Remember that a parable is not an actual event. However, parables are representative of, of, of true realities in our world. And so it's not just a, a fantasy. It's, it's a reality. It's just not something that is actually occurring in that moment. And the truth that we find in this parable that Jesus is offering is this. Evil spirits are real. I hope that our modern minds have not dismissed that reality. Evil spirits are real. And we know that evil spirits can take up residence in a human body. And through that human body, uh, an evil spirit can create all manner of mayhem for the person that's possessed and also for others who are around them. Now, as fascinating as it would be and even entertaining... Let me just tell you, I'm not going to dive into the topic of demonology today. But instead, what we're going to do is we're going to be looking to shine some light on the eternal truth that is attached to this parable. So, let's review the parable. We have here a man who is indwelled by an evil spirit. And Jesus doesn't tell us exactly why the evil spirit decides to depart from the man, but he does. And when the evil spirit departs, Jesus shows us that the man begins to clean up his life. He reformed. Or, as we might say, he turned over a new leaf. And the key concept that I want you to grasp here and now is that this man accomplished this reform. He accomplished this cleaning up of his life um, by himself on his own. You see, when, when the evil spirit was in control, his life was dark, it was immoral, it was filthy. But having regained his control of his life, we see the man beginning to walk toward the light. We begin to see the man putting immorality behind him. We begin to see the man uh, cleaning the filth away from his life by putting his life in order. And there you have it. The picture of a good Pharisee. The picture of a good scribe. The picture of an average modern day Christian. By every human measure available, this man, once known for chaos and bad living, was now ordering his life, and he was living now according to the good morals that were upheld by his community. And as we look at that and we think of someone who's going away from bad living to good living, we're tempted to throw up our hands and say, wow, that's awesome. Hey, that is success. More than that, this guy is now right with God. Well, not so fast. Jesus doesn't tell us how long this period of morality lasts. But he does tell us that eventually it comes crashing down. After leaving the man, the evil spirit 
wandered here and there, and he was looking for a, a new place to express his wickedness. But Jesus said no place was found. And so the evil spirit remembers the home that he had with the man that he had left, and he decides to return. And when he does return, he finds that the man, like a house, had been swept clean and that everything was in order. So conceivably, everything was exactly as it should be. That's the way the evil spirit found the man. Conceivably, exactly as he should be. But there was one really important thing that was missing. Nothing had filled the void that was created when the evil spirit first departed. In other words, when the demon comes back, he finds that there's nothing there to prevent him from going back in again. Yes, things had changed. The man's life had become more orderly, more clean, more upright, but the man had not been transformed. The man had been reformed, but not transformed. And so the evil spirit, Jesus said, goes and finds seven other spirits that are more vile than, than himself, and collectively they come and they take up residence in this now so-called moral man. And Jesus says that the final state of that man was worse than it was before. In other words, uh, whatever level of reformation the man was able to achieve... It did not last. It could not stand. And ultimately, the man's descent into immorality again was deeper than it had been before. Now, that's a very fascinating story. I find it very, very captivating. But the question is, what is Jesus communicating here? What did he want the people of that day to get from this? And what does he want us to understand about it today? And that leads me to truth point number one. Now this is really important, so I hope you'll get it. Truth point number one says this, that reformation without regeneration ravages the soul. Did you get that? It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point. Reformation without regeneration ravages the soul. So we come to this next point that I'm titling Reform Without Regeneration. We're still in verses 24 through 26. And I feel like that at this point we need to define the term so that you know how I'm using these words. The word reform, what does it mean? Well, it simply means to make changes in something to improve it. So, reformation is all about improving something. Regenerate means to replace, to make new, to restore, to give a new nature, and or to transform. So, as you see the definition of these two terms, you see that they are quite different. One is all about making something better that wasn't so good, and the other is a complete and utter exchange. A complete and utter exchange. Now, in addition to defining those terms, I want to also identify for you the characters 
of this parable that we've just reviewed that Jesus gave. He speaks of an evil spirit, and honestly, the evil spirit here is a symbol of our sin nature. He speaks about a man, and he speaks about this man as one who through self-effort reforms his life. And so the man is someone who tries to make better something that wasn't so great, and to do it on his own. The seven spirits that Jesus talks about are a symbol of the decline into deeper sin, which when the props of self-righteousness gives way, and a collapse takes place is the result of our attempts at reformation. And so I come to this part to tell you that the parable uh, is a story really of the human condition since Adam fell from his place of innocence into sin. Since that time, people worldwide have recognized that humanity is damaged. People recognize that. And people generally recognize that there's a need for change within us. Now this damage that we're aware of, the Bible calls our sin nature. And our sin nature possesses every person just like the evil spirit possessed the man in the parable. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.